0: what's up beer drinkers how y'all doing this week i'm coming at you pre-recorded from cold brew studios i do not have sorcerer chromatic by my side this week but he will be back next week But I do have a lot to talk about, such as uh, Strong Beer Fest uh, 2023 out there in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I have a fun little untapped segment coming up. Uh, Well, I don't know if it's fun, but uh, it's definitely going to be something new for the show. And last but not least, don't forget we will or I will untap my beers. Um, Got a delicious one uh, just in honor of Arizona Beer Week. So. Let's get to the beer, shall we? All right. So today, I have in front of me from our good friends up in Phoenix, Arizona, from Simple Machine Brewing Company. I have their Helical Haze. It's a New England style IPA. um, Coming at you at seven point six percent alcohol by volume. Let me little read a write up here. Let me read the write up. Like a helical gear with large contact ratio and smooth operation, this beer was made to give you a smooth, full-contact hop experience like no other. This opaque beauty is brewed with cascade and cashmere hops, giving it a bright citrus and stone fruit aroma, flavors of tropical guava pineapple, and a slight hint of vanilla. Carried through on a creamy, full body, you can experience the true flavor of hops, Without the harsh bitterness. All right, so I've had this one before, but I've hadn't had I have not had it in a couple of years. I'm sure. Oh man, this can the it was a little difficult for me this morning. Uh, I've had, like I said, I've had it. Uh, it was a couple of years ago since I've had this beer, and so I'm revisiting it, uh, so to speak. I've had plenty of beers since then, and I'm sure they brewed plenty of helical haze since i've last had it so you know how it is it you know it changes a little bit there's a subtle nuance of the differences they tinker with the recipe fine-tune it what have you so uh yeah just waiting for the foam to dissipate it pours a hazy uh gold-like color and the aromas i get off of it are um yeah tropical fruit i guess some guava uh in the aroma and not much citrus in the aroma but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of citrus in the taste. So uh, let's see here. All right, bottoms up. Okay, there is a lot of citrus in the, in the flavor. Um, there is some stone fruit in there. And I guess a little bit of vanilla. Is that what it is? I don't know if you're just reading it um, imparted that bias into my brain but there is a little something maybe it just it just feels uh feels creamy so that's what the the whole vanilla is and there's a little sweetness so there is a perceived uh vanilla flavor in there so yeah, very uh yeah i don't know if that's a, a little bit of a um like a little uh i don't know what to call it like a little subliminal message that was implanted in my brain and so it it chose to uh seek out that vanilla um that hint of vanilla, but it's in there. Oh, I taste the pineapple now. You know, as the as the finish dissipates, um, I'm getting a, a a variety of flavors, uh, such as a vanilla and now pineapple. And but up front, uh, there's a lot of citrus and a lot of uh, um, stone fruit, but not necessarily like peach or apricot. More like like mango and and is guava a stone fruit? I haven't had guava in such a long time. I know what it looks like, but I can't picture um if it has a pit or not i guess i could look that up right now all right and through the magic of editing i can tell you that guava is not a stone fruit it's got a bunch of little seeds in it actually you know what it kind of looks a little bit like a tomato and it's got a um definite meat to it and there's like little pockets of uh, flesh that have a little um little bitty seeds in it uh so it kind of looks like a tomato in that uh aspect like a cross between the tomato and uh, cantaloupe, so um, yeah. So uh, now, now that I know, I I knew it was green. I knew it had a, like pink flesh to it, but yeah, there's a um, definitely not a stone in it in the middle of it. So now I know. Hey, learn something new every day. Actually, I probably do that. I relearned it today. There you go. Um, but yeah, this uh, this helicohay is really good. Uh, I I really enjoy it. Um, I I kind of figured I was gonna like it because I know I recollect. The first time I had it I thought it was good. Um I just haven't had it in a couple of years so um bringing it back on the show for Arizona Beer Week is my pleasure. All right, so uh let's uh, get on with some beer news. All right, so the first story, eh, it's a little bit of a sad story but at the same time um very sweet. So it's a little bittersweet story. Everyone, I don't know if y'all heard, but former President Jimmy Carter has um, has entered hospice, and so that kind of um, doesn't bode well. It's pretty much uh, um, it's the time his time uh, his days are numbered. But um, what goes without saying is he had an important role in the craft beer industry's rise. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you knew um, about it, but you know it's worth repeating. Uh, Former President Jimmy Carter is known for many accomplishments, including building homes for Habitat for Humanity, brokering a peace treaty between Israel and Egypt, advocating for human rights, and winning the Nobel Peace Prize in 2002. What may not be widely known is that America's 39th president helped the craft beer industry succeed in the United States. Carter, who served as president for one term from 1977 to 1981, said he did not drink alcohol during his presidential campaign. In fact, he didn't even allow hard liquor to be kept in the White House. This was not the standard for previous presidents who were known homebrewers, including George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and John John Adams. However, brewing beer at home became illegal in all 50 states during and after prohibition. With Carter's reputation as a man who did not imbibe often, it may come a surprise that Carter helped America's craft beer industry become reputable during his presidency. Uh, Homebrewing was illegal in the the U.S. for decades, with the government fearing that craft craft brewing grain would be used to make potent, sometimes dangerous moonshine versus beer. For those who continue to make beer at home despite the regulations, they hope to have it legitimized, and in 1976, they approached California Senator Alan Cranston senator worked to get the measure passed and incorporated the craft brewing legislation into a transportation bill, H.R. 1337. In 1978, it got to President Carter's desk. The president signed the bill making home brewing legal in the, in the U.S. without federal taxation. With the bill passed, those interested in experimenting with home brewing felt empowered. According to the Brewers Association, it's estimated that there were 1.1 million home brewers in 2017. The bill also spurred the creation of small breweries nationwide nationwide, reaching about 9,118 in operation in 2021. And to think without Carter signing H.R. 1337, not only would home brewers and craft breweries be unable to exercise their freedom, President Barack Obama may not have been able to brew the White House Honey Ale and the White House Honey Porter during his two terms. So there you go. J- President Jimmy Carter, um, advocate for the small brewer, and for those of you uh, wondering, like me, what um, HR thirteen thirty seven actually says. Here we go. It's going to get boring, folks. Amends the inter- inter- <coughs> excuse me, amends the Internal Revenue Code to provide that the constructive retail sale prices for computing the manufacturer's excise tax on heavy bus trucks and bus and truck bodies and chassis shall be based on the highest price. Such articles are normally sold for by manufacturers and producers <clears throat> allows any adult formerly only heads of families to produce wine and beer for personal and family use and not for sale without incurring the wine or beer excise tax or any penalties for quantities per calendar year of one, uh, 200 gallons. If there w- are two or more adults in the household and 100 gallons if there is only one adult in the household. Entities, oh, excuse me, entitles aerial applicators who use tax-paid fuel for farming purposes to refunds of gasoline or special fuel taxes in place of any farmer who waives the right to such refunds, uh, permits and employs in... Permits an employee in qualified trust to transfer all or part of total taxable amount of a termination or discontinuance distribution or a lump sum distribution to an eligible rollover source without such amount being included in gross income. Defines eligible rollover source as one, an individual retirement account, two, an individual retirement annuity, three, a retirement bond, four, a qualified trust or five, an annuity plan permits special makeup rollovers for certain individuals who failed in their attempts to comply with the previous requirement that all property received when such distributions be transferred amends the social security act to permit the state of california to continue cash payments to supplemental security income recipients in lieu of food stamps all right so the way that this first that the article made it sound and sounded like it was a transportation bill which you know with the first um with the first paragraph of the bill, yes, it is started, it may have started off as a transportation bill, but really it's about, uh, it's about tax. It's an it's a amendment to the tax uh, code. So that's why it is now legal for, well, at the time anyway, I don't know if it's uh, been amended. I, I doubt it. I, I haven't heard anything. But uh, it makes it legal for any one person to produce 100 gallons of wine or beer um, without tax and uh house when there's two um or more adults in the household 200 gallons man so like if you have four people you couldn't produce 400 gallons of beer you can only produce 200 gallons of beer so all you uh, frat boys out there um yeah tough luck only 200 you're gonna have to curb your uh beer brewing limits all right so that's, uh, that's a little a little shout out to uh jimmy carter um our 39th president And I was born in 1976, so I, you know, I was, I guess, I was around during his presidency, but I was totally unaware. I don't think I was aware of any president until the maybe the second half of Ronald Reagan's um, tenure in the White House. So that would be what, like, uh, say 81 to 80, so 85 to 85 to 90. So yeah, that's that's when I started becoming aware of who a president was and what they do, and I still didn't even know um, politics at the time, just who the president was, right? Anyway. Alright, so uh, thank you, Jimmy Carter, and uh, yeah, I mean, I hope uh, your final days are peaceful, and um, I don't wanna say quick, but, you know, I just, you know, you don't want the, the guy to suffer. Alright, next beer story. Bill Gates buys Heineken steak despite saying he's not a big beer drinker. He's a small beer drinker. Uh, let's see. This comes to us from Reuters. Uh, Bill Gates has bought 3.76% stake in Dutch drinks giant Heineken Holding NV, although the billionaire founder of Microsoft has previously said he was not a big beer drinker. The filing by the Netherlands' Financial Markets Authority, AFM, said the shares were purchased on February 17th. Heineken Holdings owns a controlling stake in Heineken Beer NV. Gates purchased the f- shares from Mexico's uh, FEMSA, which is selling out of the brewing company. A separate filing, also dated February 17, showed FEMSA sold all 18 million shares it held in Heineken Holding. Gates purchased 10.8 million shares worth 883 million euros or $939.87 million. At current market prices, triggering a disclosure requirement under Dutch stock market rules. In 2018, Ask Me Anything chat session on Reddit, Gates said he's not a big beer drinker. When I end up at something like a baseball game, I drink Light bear to get with the vibe of all the other beer drinkers. Sorry to disappoint real beer drinkers. <laughs> he likes to fit in with the commoners. How nice. Uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the charitable foundation launched by the billionaire and his former wife, wasn't immediately available for comment. So uh, he sees big things for Heineken. And I just read a, a headline that Heineken is finally going to pull out, thank you, uh, from Russia and writing up a $330 million loss, which uh, I think uh, they'll make it up. They're a big company. They could uh, afford a $330 million loss, I think. And might take them a while to gain it back, but they'll gain it back eventually, so... All right, uh, that's all the beer news I have this week. I will have more next week with Sorcerer Chromatic and get his uh, get his intake <laughs> on uh, on the beer news. All right, so right now I'm going to do something on Untapped uh, before I untap my beer, and that is I am going to sign us up. Us meaning the show, the um, Cold Brew Podcast. I'm going to try to sign us up for. Um, for the, what do you call it? The insiders, the craft beer insiders or the untapped insiders. Let me see here. How do I do this? What's going on here? What's happening? It's funny. They always send me all this shit. Oh, sign up now, this and that. And now that I tried to do it, I have no idea how to do it. All right, I'm gonna... Here we go. I'm just gonna go to our profile and go to, I guess the settings account become an insider. There you go. Start a subscription. So 54 54.99 a year, save 20% per year or $5.99 monthly. Start subscription. All purchases are non-refundable. Subscriptions can be managed in your iCloud account. You can cancel anytime all right here we go um let's see here let me start a subscription oh that's good that way i don't have to enter anything i just have to double click to subscribe uh, through the app store see so they'll charge me i'll get the receipt uh in my email oh there you go all set that was easier than uh than i thought i guess the hardest part was uh, finding it all right so uh let's see uh let's see all the stuff we can do with this Oh, look, we got the little uh, circle around our profile picture. Um, I like our profile picture. That's from the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival uh, from last year, from 2020. Actually, it might, might be even older than that. Did I wear that shirt last year? Uh, no, I wore the... Uh, um, so in this picture, I have my my Star Wars-inspired uh, shirt. With the uh, stormtrooper helmet and uh, it's slashed out saying uh, saying "Rebel," and I think yeah, last year I wore the uh, um, the no racism, no sexism uh, beer um, beer drinking group, right? Something like that. I'm sorry, I forget the name, but yeah, those. So this is from a couple years ago. Uh, Let's see here. Let me scroll through. I can't really see anything there's no congratulations there's no where's my parade i want to add a boy or something yeah nothing nothing at all so yeah that's uh so we signed up now i guess um i guess it's time to brew our beer right or brew our beer (laughs) it's time to rate my beer what the hell all right so let's see here let's go to helico haze uh, it has an overall rating of three point nine zero. I like it, and I'm gonna have fun with this. Um, I do like this. Ooh, look, there's a lot more little tick marks on the rating scale. So I'm gonna go to four point two, four point, eh, four point three, just over uh, four and a quarter. I had to do something like you know, little, little different. I kind of missed the quarters though. I wish they would have left the quarter. That would be cool if they left the the one quarter and three quarters um, stars in there. Just for, you know, just for the hell of it. But I guess it's easier just to split things up in 10s and not have to worry about um, throwing in quarters in there um, every uh, after every integer. So I'm going to say this is a smooth and fruity... And um, that smoothness, that vanilla adds a lot of smoothness to it. Uh, The fruitiness is up front at the end. And I'm just going to say smooth and fruity. And fruity, I have to go back and erase the comma and add an ampersand. So save and check in. Right now there's an overall rating of 3.90. And let us see, do we get any special... Uh, badges, because now that we are an insider, no, we do not. Just a, a Super Style IPA Hazy badge, and a Cheers to Independent badge. Level sixty-nine on that front. Woohoo! All right, let's close all cards and go back into Helical Haze by Simple Machine, and see uh, how many friends have rated it. Uh, five of our friends have rated it for an average of four point one five. Uh, Leno Kiros, he gave it a 3.75. Uh, Roshim Austin from Tap That, he gave it a 4.0. Um, Eddie Gomez, he checked in but didn't uh, rate it. Uh, friend of the show, Rachel Benkowski, uh, gave it a 5.0. She loves this beer. Um, and shout out to Rachel. She got her uh, She got her Cicerone. She's a master Cicerone now. Fucking Abe. Uh, you know, this this one's for you, uh, Rachel, since you love this beer so much. Uh, Jose A gave it a 4.0, fellow insider. And let's see here. And then one more. So I was scrolling back up to see if there's any more insiders. Uh, Alleycat gave it a, oh, she just checked in. And Matt Hines gave it a 4.0. All right, to all our friends out there, thank you so much. Uh, you should become an insider too. <laughs> that was more fun, I guess. I don't know. Let's see uh, as the year goes uh, through. Let's see if it's worth the the fifty five dollars I just spent for the full year. So far, eh, not impressed. I don't think I, I've gotten my uh, my. Fill. I guess that's a, a dollar a week, right? Just about just a, a excuse me, just an RCH over a dollar a week. So, yeah, the uh, um definitely uh definitely got a this is maybe the the long play on this one. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's move on uh, to our my drunken shenanigans, and that would include the... Uh, I, I wanted to say Copper State Beer Festival, but no, this is the Strong Beer Fest. They have it every year to kick off the uh, Arizona Beer Week, and this one just felt a little bit different. Uh, a lot of uh, the influencers that I'm used to being there weren't there. There were still a lot of uh, great beers there and a lot of uh, uh, notable... Um, you know uh beer uh beer people beer heads in the community that, that were there um as far as uh you know the the um the breweries that were there uh there was a couple that i i don't remember seeing like i know ad astor was not there and catalyst that's uh, my friend uh will walterson's places um i don't remember seeing dark sky there and let's see who else did i oh richter of course wasn't there but I wore a Richter Ale shirt just for the shits and giggles. I don't remember seeing Rob there. Um, Rob, the uh, the executive director uh, of the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild, I, I'm I'm sure he was there. Um, I didn't see him. I didn't see uh, Eric uh, from Tap That AZ. I heard he was there because uh, I saw um, T-shirts and um, and some stickers, and uh, some people told me he was near the front, uh, near the entrance. So I walked around there a few times and I, I don't know, I didn't see him. I don't know if if I wasn't looking right or if I was drunk or I wasn't drunk. I didn't really drink a lot. Um, but yeah, I didn't see him there. I, I know he was there though. I'm sure he was there. He's, he's always there. Um, but yeah, I didn't see him recording and it was just, it was at a smaller venue than last year. Last year it was just, it was all spread out. It was huge. They had a lot of cool stuff there. Um, including the the wrestling uh, the wrestling ring and the tournament they had that this year they did have the wrestling ring and the tournament but they didn't have the Wild west shootout like they did before they didn't have um, the flyover um, by the um, with the biplanes they didn't have that um, it was in a better location though a lot easier to access um, better roads and uh, better uh, cell service out there but it was a lot smaller a lot more compact and it didn't seem like there was a lot of people there and one of the things that when i asked i kept uh texting people throughout the week are they going to be there you know so i could see them you know um so i wanted to get their takes and everything and uh yeah they're like uh no it, it the the ringing um truth i guess that uh i gotta say uh, everyone was telling me was it was uh, just too expensive but on the other hand uh, one of my coworkers showed up because I told him I was going. He's the only one I work with that knows that I have the beer podcast. He um, he showed up with his wife and they said they bought designated uh, drinking tickets so that, you know, they were and they bought them last minute uh, designated the DD tickets. And they still gave him a, um, a card with the the little ticket. So they were able and, and a glass. They didn't even check their ticket. They just checked their ID and let them through. So this is a an ever going problem. In the Arizona beer scene. Because I know I've told you guys about my exploits at the Strong Beer Festival. How they just checked our ID. They didn't even check our ticket. And I even made the crack while we were standing in line. I go, why the fuck did I buy a VIP if I could have just bought like a regular ticket? You know what I mean? So this uh, is... This just, it's just poorly uh, poorly handled up front, I would think. At least they checked the IDs, you know. They're not letting, you know, little kids in or minors, I should say. They, there were dogs there, though. There were service dogs. There were, one service dog... And one uh, didn't have a best that said service dog, just that someone brought their dog. So I don't know if dogs were supposed to be let in, but um, I mean, the dog was well-behaved and it was on a leash. So it wasn't like a, a problem. But uh, yeah, I just didn't expect a, a dog at a, especially his one is so compact as it was. And there was, a, um, there was definitely like, a, it was just small. It was just a, a lot smaller than I thought, and but it was it was uh, it was a lot better as far as you know getting in and out, and they still had a wide variety of <clears throat> excuse me food and beer. Um, I ran into a, a bunch of people I know, uh, people I've had on the show, like Jessica Rebe from um, from Girls Pine Out, and uh, two her two cohorts, uh, A Z Jen and Ronnie. They were porn for Fire and Fury, that's out of Glendale, and. I tried their Maple Stout, which was pretty good. I liked it. I still got to get out to Fire and Fury. It's been, I don't know, they've been open for at least a couple years now, and still haven't gone out there, but I should. Uh, I saw uh, Mike Big Sexy Silva. He was pouring for Simple Machine, um, so I said what's up to him. Uh, oh, Happy Craftsmen were there. They, uh, um, they what do you call it? They, uh, they were there recording. Uh, They had a better recording setup than I did. I just had this little Zoom. Uh, I put a little windscreen on it, so it made it look like a big microphone. Um, I got to talk to um, Brian from Old Ellsworth, and then I just couldn't get anyone else to talk because, uh, you know, they were busy. Uh, I was lucky I caught Brian in a a slow spot, plus he had a lot of help. Um, So I will play that uh, at the end of of my little um, recording here. I'll put his uh his interview that i had with him at the end um so i got to talk to him i got to make it down there uh he and i are as far as like distance goes in the valley like polar opposites i'm in the northwest his brewery is down in the southeast as southeast as you can get and still be called uh you know the the phoenix uh the, the valley of the sun I, I would estimate he's all the way down in queen creek and so i got to talk to him got to meet him and um his crew and uh see who else Uh, oh yeah I saw uh, my friends uh, um, Justin and Paul from uh, Transplant City and they had a really good uh, blackberry vanilla or is it blackberry marshmallow uh, sour called Blackbeard's Delight that one is really good Um, that was uh, one of the more remarkable beers that I had at um, at Strong Beer uh, I got there late, I got there late, usually I get there like right away, I want to get in early, there's less people, I can go around and, and get my stuff right away, but, um, but this year uh, my friend Mario was supposed to go with me, and he couldn't, uh, his wife is pregnant, and she's due any any day now, and he just didn't want to take the chance in case the baby uh, showed up early, and so I, and plus, you know, I think uh, at the later stages right now, his wife is very uh, anxious, and Um, needs a lot of emotional support. So I think he felt bad if he spent time away right now when, when, uh, he he felt like his time was best spent, uh, with his wife. So I, I totally get that. I totally understandable. I commend him for it. And so I had to go by myself. So this time, you know, instead of getting up early and, and, or, you know, getting home from work, taking a quick nap, like a two hour nap and then getting ready and going, I was like, yeah, I'm by myself. I can go whenever I want. So I, you know, I took a a four-hour nap this time, got up and uh, drove out there and got there about 1.15-ish. And, you know, the thing starts at, uh, a VIP entrance was at 11.30. So, you know, I was about like two and a half hours after they, uh, after they had started. No, not two and a half, not two and a half, can't be two and a half, uh, almost two hours after they started. That's about the time I got in. And so, you know, it was already in full swing and people were there having a good time, um there one of the uh the the more fun uh areas or the the rocking areas was uh in the uh, there's like a little corral um i should have took a picture of who sponsored the corral but there's a bunch of breweries if throne wasn't throne was in there uh distilled brewing was in there but they had a dj that was spinning the 80s and 90s tunes like towards the uh towards the end and when everyone was feeling good and everyone was dancing and um yeah, so that was a that was a pretty cool scene to to be a part of, and I was in there getting some um, some beers, uh, and I hung out with my coworker and his wife pretty much the whole time. As soon as I ran into him, he he came up and said hi to me. So as soon as I ran into him, I was pretty much hanging out with both of them the whole time. And um, you know what? He really liked. He's not a big beer drinker. His wife is a big IPA fan, and my coworker's not a big beer drinker, but you know he he'll try. He's a good sport, and uh, he really enjoyed the the brand new uh fat tire the new recipe and uh, it's a lot more crisp and clean and he he dug that one a lot and i go hey you're in luck you can get it pretty much anywhere now <laughs> like some of these other ones like uh the transplant city uh blackbeards Delight. i mean they don't distribute not yet anyway um they they have the big space and everything and their their tanks are there and they're almost ready to be put together i think they're still waiting on uh some more parts Ah man, God bless those guys. They already they've already been they've been waiting too long. Um they really need to explode onto the scene and they will one of these days, but um I digress. And so you can't get any of those, you know, just anywhere, but Voodoo or not Voodoo Ranger, but um New Belgium makes Voodoo Ranger, but New Belgium also makes Fat Tire and their um reworked uh, Fat Tire is really good. And so yeah, I, I I don't blame him. And you know, I finally got a chance to try my first beer when I got in there. I uh, went in through the VIP section. I went to the right, or well, right when I walk in, I look to the left and there's Mother Road. I'm like, eh, I'm good. Uh, so I so I make a right instead, and I run into Sierra Nevada. And so I got their hazy little thing. Wait, is, that, is that what? No, juicy little thing. Excuse me, their juicy little thing. Eh, it's all right. It's okay. It's an all right beer it's not bad it's out of the their little thing series and eh, maybe like second i think a big big little thing is is my first favorite and then tight for second is probably the regular and the the juicy um the or the big was the big hazy thing i don't know then there's a little thing the session one that one's all right there's not a lot of flavor to it and then the their orange wheat one uh yeah it's all right it's not it's probably my least favorite out of the the little thing series but uh back to strong beer fest and it just didn't seem as festive uh, this year as as it used to be but i don't know if it was a combination of the price point or the location or the the size of the venue but um i mean i had a good time i thought it was great uh i'm kind of looking i'm hoping i can get to real wild and woody this year um i haven't been to that one in in I don't know, a couple years now. Well, there was, I think, to two thousand twenty two last year. I didn't go because I was traveling so much for work, and I didn't want to take time away from my daughter. I was already taking time away from her, like eight weeks at Lada last year. And um, let's see, and then there's uh the year before, twenty twenty two. No, no, t- I'm sorry, twenty twenty one. Now, were they? I think they. That's when they did the virtual one, right? 2020, <coughs> excuse me, they just didn't have it at all. Or was that the year of the virtual one? Getting my uh, timetables confused. Yeah, I think 2022 was when they had the virtual one, which I heard was just lame. And then 2021, I forget. 2020, they didn't have it. 2021, I, I forget these things. I, I listen to a bunch of podcasts where they talk about sports and they're talking about, oh, remember the... Uh, you know Super Bowl 46 when this happened and that I'm like all right if you say so oh, or or like or they uh you know the NBA draft you know like oh in the NBA draft this person took this yeah but remember this was going on that's why this person fell the number 12 I'm like nope I don't remember any I don't know how these people they they have to like do research beforehand they do they they can't come up with this off the cuff can they I guess some people are like that I'm not Definitely not. As you can tell, I'm not, I don't remember the timetables. All I know is, you know, when I n- I remember uh, memories, but I couldn't tell you what year they were from. You know, I could, couldn't could even tell you the, uh, um, the what do you call it, the, uh, the last time I, uh, I can't even tell you the last time I went to a beer festival. <laughs> That's how bad it is in my head. But uh, I do remember, um, oh, you know, and, and another friend, a little shout out to my friend Tanya. She works for a Huss uh, now. Excuse me, Huss. She works for Huss Brewing now. Uh, last year was the first year I met her was at Strong Beer. And I, I didn't realize that that it had been a year since I met her. Um, and, yeah, she's like, here, we have to take a picture for our, our one-year anniversary. I'm like, and I was, I'm looking at her weird. Not like I thought we were in a relationship, but I'm like, I don't even remember why. The anniversary of what? What did we do last, <laughs> last year? And she's like, uh, you know, and maybe she saw the puzzled look on my on my face. She's like, oh, we met a strong beer last year. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. All right, cool. So, yeah, I took a picture. I still would have taken a picture with it anyway, <laughs> whether it was our anniversary or not. So, yeah, a uh, little shout out to uh, Tanya, uh, one of my good beer friends out here in Arizona. And, uh, yeah, had a had a great time. Um, like I said, I keep uh, reiterating myself because I, I kind of want to a bow on the segment but i'm not sure how to so i guess i'll end it there um can't wait for next year so like i said i uh i talked to brian from old ellsworth um uh, he was able to uh come off the line you know pouring beers real quick just to have uh, a little chat with me i told him he'd set something up formal uh, a little bit later on down the line where i could come bring my uh my um you know, my gear and everything and have, you know, real microphones and, and not be encumbered, you know, by a bunch of people and noises and everything. And uh, yeah, he said, uh, come on down um, and then uh, we'll talk about beer because I like talking about beer. He likes talking about beer. I'll go into it more of his history because this one, I just want to talk to him about the, the brewery and uh, the beers he was pouring and, and then let him get back to uh, um, serving the people because that's exactly why they were there. Uh, But, yeah, next time we sit down, I'll ask him more about his history and the history of Old Ellsworth and, you know, things of that nature. So here is Brian and I talking about beer. So I'm with Brian from Old Ellsworth. Brian, how you doing, man? How's the festival going for you so far?
1: I'm good, man. Lots of good people out here, lots of sunshine. We love it so far.
0: I was talking with Janae, and uh, I was telling her the first time I went to Old Ellsworth, You guys had just opened, it was your opening weekend, and you guys didn't have any beer, your own beer anyway, you had just the guest tabs. But now you're brewing your own beer, like what's your brewing philosophy, what's your style, you know, what what are you going for? Do you have a, just whatever you feel like, or do you guys have something in mind?
1: Uh, our, Our primary thing is that we brew beer and people drink it. So we like to brew beer that people like to drink, which makes sense, so we'll have like a, like a uh, broad spectrum of things. So we'll go from like super crazy chocolatey stouts to like super hazy IPAs, which are citrus forward to like we have a crisp, clean uh, lager that's called Bing Bong. Like we do all, we do everything. But yeah, I was very sorry about that first weekend. That was kind of a, a crazy, crazy thing.
0: It's not the first time I went to a brewery and like they just didn't have any of their beers yet because you know, it's there's always hiccups in the beginning. Yeah, you know we, everyone's got hiccups
1: we, we we had to get beer on top um, right. we're family run so it was this is kind of our dream uh, but we did a lot of collaborations we did probably 13 or or 14 collaborations in our first year just to get beer um, okay. and then after nine months we started brewing our own
0: that's that's cool man it's, it's, I live all the way out in surprise so getting down to Queen Creek is a little stretch for me but I got to get back down to Old Ellsworth because I I've, I've heard good things like coming coming up my side of the the valley Um Coming here like to one of these Strong Beers, does it help you? Do you guys get more influx? Or is it kind of like a double-edged sword? Like, you know, you gotta do it, but it just uh, takes a lot to get out here, and not sacrifice, but spend a lot of your time here rather than at the brewery.
1: It's all marketing. Um, yeah. we, we love the Strong Beer event, because we're beer people. So yeah. like, we have a lot of people here. Some people are out drinking, some are back here pouring. Um, it's marketing, uh, it's, it's kind of a necessary evil. You gotta take people away. From the day-to-day operations to get out here, but this is when the owners get to kind of come out and play. So it's cool to <laughs> to come out and meet like owners. We have we have a lot of owners here uh, right now. So come out.
0: So uh, this is strong bear So you have to have a strong beer on tap. What do you have? Uh, what kind of strong bear do you have uh, on tap today?
1: Uh, we have a Spodio Hopalicious. It's a double West Coast, and then we also have our Belgian Quad, which is called Fermi's Paradox.
0: Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna have to get on that Quad. Yeah. been a while since I had a Quad, so hey thanks for taking some time out i know you're a busy guy and this place is just going to get even more busier as the time goes on so thank you for um taking some time and uh, maybe we could do a little bit more uh formal conversation and a little bit more in a quieter setting uh somewhere down the line what do you think
1: absolutely come down have lunch man
0: all right right, man yeah thank you